Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 152. And today we're going to talk a little bit, first of all, a little bit about housekeeping here. We're going to follow up on a couple different topics here. But one of the things we're going to talk about um is the Olympics and the issues that have been going on over the years with the Olympics and how some athletes have been kicked out of the Olympics or they have been banned. or how they have been stripped of their medals which countries tend to have the worst offenses in regards to that and we're just going to let this episode flow a little bit as we go along so as usual thank you so much my listeners for listening in i greatly appreciate you i don't have my big old list in front of me but just fyi this podcast has been heard in i think either 35 or 36 countries i'm mistaken on that It's either 25 or 26 countries and 35 or 36 states. I get those mixed up. But thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate this is growing and growing and I will double check that number come tomorrow when I can get into my system because it is charging at the moment. So, I want to talk a little bit about the Olympics and one of the athletes that I could not remember their name and there was a scandal that happened because there was an athlete that is a man competing in female olympics the athlete if i'm pronouncing their name correctly is caster semenya uh this is a man he's about 5 foot 10 um he is from south africa very talented runner um but see here's the thing he was born a hermaphrodite and i guess that word is not really used so much anymore he is called a intersex athlete or an intersex um man or human being and here's the thing he was born with both male and female anatomy and so he was assigned female anatomy at birth however genetically his dna is that of a man so whenever he hit puberty he very much grew like a man not a woman I don't know what all was done um physically in terms of surgery down there not my business I wish him well but he was assigned female uh, genitalia however he never really grew breasts or anything and so he grew up uh basically growing as a man because he was producing more testosterone than a woman because his chromosomes are that of a man well he was competing in female sports because he was raised as a girl So also I just want to mention this. South Africa is a very corrupt country. And also I don't know what kind of healthcare they had back then. I think he's 31 or 32 years of age today. And um here's the thing. I don't know what kind of healthcare system they have or had back then, so I don't know if they really knew what they were doing when they assigned his gender, but obviously he should have been assigned male genitalia considering that he is a, a boy, not a girl. But anyway, Um so his parents knew that he was a boy and that he was growing as a boy not a girl even though he was assigned female genitalia. So he was competing in sports and female sports and also his co- his coaches knew as well. So here's the thing. One of the reasons why he slipped through the cracks for so many years is because people were lying about his sex even though medically speaking he he was a female because of female reassignment but he was still a male it's almost like with transgender men 
you know, you have men that want to become women. Well, you can get breast implants, you can do all the surgery downstairs, so to speak, but genetically and DNA-wise, in what you were born is as a man. Like you can't change your DNA, you can't change your chromosomes. So because you cannot change DNA and you cannot change chromosomes, this Castor Semenya was performing at an astronomical rate um in the female arena of sports which i think he was running the 800 meter um and trying out for the olympics and things like that and it was so obvious that it was a guy it was a man i mean i saw pictures of him i was like what is he doing in female sports either he's doping steroids or he is definitely a guy i mean he is just definitely a guy and then i saw an interview of him from like 2 or 3 years ago he definitely has a tenor voice like he is definitely a man So anyway, um he was competing and I guess he was running way too fast of what would be considered normal for a female. And then also he was recovering too quickly um between I guess running sessions or something and so people finally said, "Hey, we need to test his DNA to make sure or test her DNA, quote unquote, her DNA to make sure that this is in fact a female." Which I'm like, "Well, here's the thing. His parents knew he wasn't female his coaches knew he wasn't female and guess what those other female runners they knew he was not a female and i bet it was very frustrating for all these women that were actually competing in female events because they're losing out on medals and contracts because this guy was competing in female sports not male sports so even though he is very talented he should have been competing in male sports not female sports So um someone complained about him and so they went to some I can't remember the name of it I think it's like the board that serves for the Olympics and they said hey you've got to get your blood work tested and so they tested his blood work and sure enough he is a male and he produces predominantly way more testosterone than a female of course so in order to compete the requirement was you have to take uh drugs that lower the rate of the testosterone And so he complained because he said it doesn't make him feel very good and it's like well here's the thing if you don't take those drugs then you're competing as a man not a woman and of course you're going to cream all these women. So um he got kicked out and lost a medal um for one event I can't remember which one. And so he hasn't been running in the 800 meter because he got kicked out of that for being a man in female sports. So he's been running in the 400 meter. He has since gotten married to a wife, so a woman. Now mind you, um they have two kids, but I don't know if he's actually able to impregnate anyone because supposedly he was assigned female genitalia when he was born. So I don't know if he married this woman in and like like in a lesbian kind of marriage because he's claiming to be a woman. or if he's actually marrying her as a as a man that just can't reproduce because if he was if he was assigned female genitalia then he doesn't have sperm and a lot of or most I should say most hermaphrodites do not have functioning sexual genitalia meaning um they don't have eggs or sperm in order to reproduce because something happened in the womb chromosome wise whether it's deficiency or whatever the case may be that hinders them from being able to have children so i don't really know and i don't care to know it's not my business but i don't know how he actually was able to have children with his wife so just one of those things also i don't know if he married her as thinking that well i'm a i'm a woman marrying a woman or i'm a man marrying a woman 
So it's kind of like, do you have two wives? You know, do you have two women getting married, or is it like a husband and wife situation? Because that's really confusing. Because even homosexuals, like if it's two men or two women, almost all relationships designate, okay, who's the stronger personality, and whoever the stronger personality is, or more masculine personality, that tends to be designate the husband in homosexual marriages, and then the weaker one, who's more feminine, tends to be seen as the wife. You know, but see, here's the thing. Men and women are just that; they're men and women. But you can't have two husbands and two wives. So a marriage is between one man and one woman, not two women or two men. So the tricky thing, or the confusing thing about hermaphrodites, is it, it's really important that whenever a baby is born, that it be very clear: okay, are they male or are they female? And if they have both genitalia, which one is more predominant? Which one is more grown at that point in time, so to speak? Because whichever sex organs are more predominant is typically what hormones are going to, you know, kick on at a higher rate whenever they hit puberty. Unfortunately for Castor Semenya, he was assigned female genitalia when he was born, but yet he actually produces way more testosterone because he is in fact a boy, not a girl. So needless to say, he's been fighting that battle, and he actually took it up with a court in, I think, Switzerland. And I don't know if he's won that or not. I hope he doesn't, because here's the thing: it's not fair to women for a guy of any kind, whether it's hermaphrodite, intersex, transgender, whatever the case may be. It is not fair or practicing equality for a man to be participating in any type of female event. Now, what's really sad is. When I looked up Castor Semenya and I saw an interview of him, and he had some really good advice, you know, about not letting stuff get you down and things of that nature, and he doesn't pay attention to the negativity. That's a really positive mindset. However, he's living a lie because he's trying to compete in female sports when he's actually a man. Now, here's the thing: there were several comments, and even by women, which I was surprised by this, because I'm kind of surprised that feminists are not speaking up about this. Because you have a guy. That is stealing medals from women and stealing contracts and monies from female athletes. Where are the feminists on this? I find that very strange. But anyway, there were people leaving comments saying, "Oh, well, you know, we should stand by him, stand in solidarity, and all this BS." Basically, excuse my language, because it's like, okay, the, the guy is not representing himself correctly. He's competing in sports that he's not even the same sex as everybody. In that particular sport, and that is what is causing the problem because it's a form of dishonesty. You know, there were several people that had really good ideas, and these ideas I agreed with. It was, hey, why not have him compete in male sports? He's very talented. He could probably cream a whole bunch of guys because that's how talented he is. Also, have intersex sports, you know, for hermaphrodites or transgenders. I'm perfectly fine with that. Because if someone has that God-given talent, by all means, they should be able to have that talent and have it as a career if they choose it to be so. But here's the thing: they have to do so in a legal, ethical, and honest manner. What this guy is doing, Castor Semenya and others that are like him, which there aren't that many, because you have to catch them, you have to do blood work on them. But you know, if they're not going to Practice a sport in an honest manner, then that's really telling about their character, and that's what concerns me because he doesn't care to do what's right. It's all about him, 
And you know, it doesn't matter how someone identifies themselves because how you identify yourself that that doesn't completely match up with science. See, he supposedly identifies himself as a woman when he's competing. But yet when he gets married, he walks and talks and acts like a man. He acts like a husband and then when he has kids, he acts like a acts like a father. So obviously he's kind of messed up. And see, that's kind of the I guess one of the one of the bad things about transgenderism and sexual identity crisis because it's like they want to play in both worlds. They want to have a foot on both sides of the court. Well, you can't do that. You know, that's the problem with people waking up and saying, "Oh, well, I'm a man, but I'm going to be a woman today." And then come a year from now, "Oh, I'm a man today." You know, it's not interpretive. Sex is not interpretive. It's what you're born. Like that is science. That's medical science. That is DNA, like down to your cellular structure. Like that is very specific. So whenever people are living a lie, I think we need to call a spade a spade here and just call it like it is because when someone's living a lie, they they're living in a very proactive manner going towards dishonesty. They are basically being proactively dishonest as opposed to being proactively honest. Unfortunately, with transgenderism and some of the kind of messed up theories of LGBTQ, they think that whatever you want to be is what you should be and everybody else has to accept it. That's not reality. And here's the thing, what if someone what if what they're doing is wrong? See, that's the issue. That is the issue. And what's interesting is that there's some people that they say, "Well, you know, I just, you know, you just need to respect me for who I am." and what i was born it's like well i respect you but you're not even you're not even living the life that you were born to live like this guy was born a guy but yet he's claiming to be a woman he is not this led me to looking up okay who else has had some problems in the olympics oh my goodness came across a huge list i mean huge list of all these athletes Not all of them are intersex athletes. Most of them have been stripped of their medals because also of dishonesty, but in regards to doping. Like performance drugs, that kind of thing. So what's interesting is that if it's wrong for these athletes that are not intersex athletes to use dope and to use performance enhancement drugs, then how is it okay for a man to compete in female sports? but yet he produces way more testosterone and has a higher performance rate and it's not natural for that event see that's why what caster semania did was wrong and unethical and is still wrong and unethical you know ethics and morals are not interpretive either you have them or you don't either you honor them or you don't The problem with this intersex and um well it's, the problem is not intersex. The problem is this interpretation of a person's sex. It's causing a lot of issues within sports. So needless to say like I was saying it led to me looking up 
all, all these different countries within the Olympics and which countries and which athletes have been stripped of their medals. Well, the number one country that has been stripped of their medals is Russia. And what's interesting is that Russia had problems when they were supposedly like the unified team and then they had problems when they were known as the Soviet Union. And doping has gone back, I think all the way back to like 1918, and this was not with the Soviet Union. Um but there have been many countries that have had problems with doping their athletes to have them have all this performance enhancement and it's not legal, it's not moral, it's not right. And we know this because you know they're basically living a lie and they were stripped of their medals. Um some of the top countries that did this was Russia, Belarus, uh Hungary. Here is another one. You know what's interesting is that most of them are either in the Soviet bloc or they're near the Soviet bloc. It's very interesting because a lot of these countries that have had a very high rate of doping for their athletes in the Olympics they either were part of the Soviet Union or they left the Soviet Union they left the Soviet bloc claimed independence but yet they're still corrupt an example of this is the Ukraine now mind you yes the Ukraine i mean it has been invaded by Russia is probably still being invaded by Russia but see here's the thing there are a lot of communists over there Communism never really left Russia. That's the problem. I mean, why else would Russia put someone like Putin in place when he's ex-KGB? Why would they put him in power? It's because they still practice communism. So the Ukraine and some of these other countries that were part of the Soviet bloc, they still have a lot of issues with ethics with ethics and morals. Excuse me. Let me get a drink of water. My mouth is dry. Hold on just a second. Okay. So here's the thing. When I looked up all these countries, it was shocking to me how much corruption there is in the Olympics. And this is why we have a board that serves over the Olympics and why they have rules, laws, and regulations about what is considered acceptable and not acceptable. It's very important because if you don't have a board to enforce these things, then there is so much corruption and no one will ever really know who should have rightly won these medals because now nowadays whenever someone wins these medals it usually leads to a, a lifelong career of success contracts and monies so that's why it's so important that the right thing be done every single day and to live with integrity What's really sad is I think it was the Olympics of 2008. I have to double check my list, but there was one year um there were so many athletes. It was just a huge list from almost every country, even the United States. There was so much doping, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was like the doping season. It was so sad that all these athletes did some type of performance enhancement drug and they lost a lot of medals because of it. I just thought, you know, that is so sad. We have that many people doing that many drugs when they already have a God-given talent, 
but they're so obsessed with power and winning, they are willing to lie about it. And also, I don't think they realize what they're doing to their body whenever they dope like that. It's very hard on the liver, the kidneys, the lungs, the heart and the brain. I mean, some of those performance enhancement drugs are not safe to take. But yet they do it anyway. It's so sad. Let me get another drink of water. Hold on just a moment. But anyway, so to me it was very shocking because I didn't realize how much corruption is in the Olympics and it's still going on. But all the more reason why we have these safeguards. My personal opinion is that every athlete when they are competing for the Olympics before they compete, every single one of them, regardless of whether they are male or female, that they be tested for doping and for their sex even if they don't look like a man or look like a woman and it doesn't look like there's an issue whatever the case may be like for example if you have a whole bunch of women you're running the relay and none of them look like men doesn't matter go ahead and test every single one of them to make sure that they are in fact female and that they are not doping in any way shape or form i think they should run all those tests that way it would create equality and it would raise the standard it would raise the bar not lower it see cuz here's the thing whenever you tolerate something you usually contaminate it meaning if you're going to lower the bar as opposed to raising the bar and you're doing it just for the sake of political correctness or if you're just doing it in general. You know what I mean? Like if you're just lowering the bar for whatever reason, doesn't matter what the reason is, there's always going to be issues. Because you're opening the floodgate to a lot of bad behavior and you're opening the floodgates to a lot of people that have been lying to themselves and to other people for years and years. You know, just because, you know, say for example, uh, Castor Semenya, just because he won a lot of meets or awards in his country doesn't mean that his country is a good country. South Africa has been known for being corrupt for years. They've had issues for years, like this is nothing new. So what makes you think that a corrupt country is going to do what's right and say, "Hey, we need to check your sex to make sure that you are who you say you are, that you are a woman." But they didn't do that. That's why I am a firm believer in that they should just do equal testing amongst all athletes. If you say you're a man and you are competing in a men's event, your DNA needs to be that of a man. If you are competing in female events and you say you're a female, your DNA needs to show that you are a female and there's no guesswork. And every athlete should be tested for doping. That would create a very high standard and it would also create integrity as opposed to sacrificing integrity see what some people don't realize and i saw this and it really saddened me on the comments on youtube and some of the comments were hilarious but some of them were really saddening to me because it's like well you know we should just let this kind of stuff happen you know we should just stand next to them and not be mean here's the thing Standing up for what's right even if it calls someone out on what they're doing is not being mean. It's standing up for what's right. And that's what I mean by if you lower the bar, you're throwing out your integrity, you know, right out the window. 
Don't lower the bar. Don't lower your standards. Raise the bar. Raise the standards. It doesn't mean you're being mean. It means you expect people to be honest and true to what they say and what they do. You know, for the longest time, I thought the Olympics were were a sure deal. Like I thought that the Olympics were like the most honest form of competing. I thought it was the most honest kind of competition. Well, come to find out it's not. It's a scam. It's whoever who can lie the best. It's whoever who can cover it up the best. It's whoever who can dope the best but not get caught. And if they do get caught, yeah, they're still good at what they do. You know, you know, we shouldn't really shame them. We shouldn't really, you know, call them out on their behavior. You know, what does it matter? Well, what if what if someone, you know, what if a student lies and cheats on their ACT or their SAT? Is that not considered lack of integrity as well? Are you just going to allow those people to get amazing scholarships worth thousands of dollars and go to like the best private schools in the United States even though they're a liar and they cheat on their test? You know, what about someone that cheats on the the MCAT, you know, the test that uh college students have to take to get into medical school? What if they get caught after the fact, after they graduate medical school and they should have never been admitted to medical school? Are you going to allow that dishonest person to continue to practice medicine and put the patient's life at risk for subpar medical care just because this person has a problem with integrity and has a huge issue with being honest? Like what are we going to stand up for? You know, where are we going to This saddens me. I'm 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 so saddened by this that it's hard to speak, but it's just one of those things that well, let me say this. This is probably a better example. Okay, so I'm from Oklahoma, as you know, if you've heard this podcast long enough, we have had amazing athletes come out of Oklahoma. We have amazing men and women that live here, that are from here, that do great and wonderful things. One athlete that I always looked up to and I still look up to is Shannon Miller. As far as I know, she didn't dope or do anything like that. Shannon Miller was an amazing gymnast that competed um, very competitively and joined the Olympic team and did amazingly well. When I was a little girl, I very much looked up to her. I thought I want to be a gymnast just like her. I actually took tumbling and gymnastics. I totally sucked at it. Excuse my language. I had to acknowledge that I was not limber at all. <laughs> um, not like that. I mean, I can do ballet, but you know, that's different than doing gymnastics. And I would get dizzy very easily by doing flips and spins and things like that. And it was very it was difficult for me to keep my balance on that that balance beam or whatever. So I was like, "Okay, wake up call. This probably isn't for me." But I still looked up to her. So here's the thing. Who are kids supposed to look up to? as mentors as someone to aspire to be like if we have athletes that are not who they say they are and we have athletes that are corrupt dishonest lack integrity and lie all the time you know what does that say to our children that's where this saddened me Because the Olympics and these athletes, they used to be of integrity. 
because they do put a lot of work into it. I mean, it's definitely a sacrifice. But what kind of example is it to kids, to teenagers, or even to adults? You know, what kind of example is it if these people are not who they say they are and they lie, cheat, steal, and they don't have integrity, they they don't practice honesty, they don't have ethics, they don't have morals. It's just a free for all because they get to play their violin and pull at people's heartstrings to just help, you know, help them to get people to look the other way when they're doing something wrong. Here's the thing. I've said this before. Everybody has a violin, but not everybody plays it at the same volume. You know, just because someone is born a certain way, whatever way that is, not my business, whatever way they are born, that does not give them permission to break the law, to skirt the rules, and to be dishonest. If anything, it should encourage them to live honestly and to not give up, to do what's right. regardless of your circumstances do what's right but that is not what is happening in the olympics that is not what is happening with hermaphrodite athletes or hermaphrodites in general or intersex athletes that's not what is happening with transgenders or transgenderism or transgender athletes they think that their sex and their their words their lifestyle and that integrity and honesty is interpretive It's not interpretive. It's either one way or it's not. It's black and white, yes and no. And I guarantee you a lot of these athletes that are being dishonest, whether it's from claiming to be a woman when they're a man or maybe they're doping and things like that, they are in for a really rude wake-up call if ever they get called into court. Because there are definite rules, laws, legislations and regulations in the law of the land. whether it's in the United States or if it's in Switzerland or even Russia wherever it is see good laws and good regulations are not based on feelings they're not based on emotional decisions it's based on wisdom and common sense and doing what's right day in day out so needless to say I learned a lot about the Olympics. <laughs> I don't have the same opinion about it as I did before, but I look at it this way. The Olympics it's definitely lost its luster. It's lost its integrity, but what I've learned over the years is that it can always get better. It can always get better. So I very much look forward to the Olympics and the Olympic board standing up for what's right protecting the integrity of the game protecting sportsmanlike conduct and just doing what's right in general because that's very important i also think the the olympic board they should call out and ban bad coaches people that lie for their players you know there's there's loyalty and then there's dishonesty. There's nothing wrong with being loyal to to your team players. There's nothing wrong with being loyal to your athletes that you're coaching and you're training, but 
when it goes too far is when there is lying and deception. Because a coach is someone that is supposed to coach someone to being the best version of themselves. But if the coach is actively participating in dishonesty and protecting the athlete for being held accountable for something that they did that was wrong, then that's not being a good coach. That's not being a good mentor. That's not being a good example. I never thought I would say this, but sometimes it seems like good coaches are hard to find. It used to not be like that. You know, to be a coach, it used to mean it used to mean something back in the day. It used to mean that they want what is best for the player and the game and the team. Because you protect the integrity of your society in every role that every person has. You know, I'll give an example of a bad coach and I'll I'll close with this. Let me get another drink of water. Hold on just a second. I feel like the air is really dry. Okay, so let's talk about female gymnastics. So here's the thing. There is this coach, I can't remember his name. He was a pervert. He was pervy. He has since been banned and he has gone to prison for the things that he did to these little girls and these teenagers. He was basically filling them up, performing these really grotesque and weird uh, exams on them, you know, claiming to try and help fix their back or their pelvis, but going via their female anatomy, and I'm not going to go into detail about all of that. But this happened for years. again and again Now here's the thing how does that stuff happen How does that not get caught the moment it happened How does that stuff how is it allowed to occur Cover-ups Cover-ups Totally cover-ups And also, you have little girls that, you know, they're basically taken away from their parents and they're put in the hands of these coaches. It's it's weird. There's this one athlete, um, she's a black gymnast. She's from the United States. I forget her name. I thought it was really disturbing the kind of life she had with her coach. So basically, she wanted to be a gymnast and she's really good. but she had to live with her coach, travel with her coach, and her coach, I'm pretty sure is a woman or at least kind of looks like a man, but I just thought that's not appropriate for her to be taken away from her parents because in order to be a good athlete, she has to be with her coach all the time. No. She should be with her family. Her parents are raising her. See, a lot of these sports are so intense that it destroys the childhood of these athletes. That child still belongs to the parents that are raising them. But unfortunately, when people become so obsessed with sports, including the kids and the parents and the coaches, it destroys the lives of these athletes. Whose fault is that? Well, first of all, it starts with the parents because they allow this stuff to happen. Then you've got these really weird coaches that think that they should control everything about these athletes their their personal life their social life 
their physical life, their school life, everything. That that is not appropriate in any way shape or form. Most of these athletes start out as minors. Why would a parent ever basically forfeit the relationship they have with their child just so their child can be an Olympic star? Why? It's because they want a star in the family. Is that really more important than the integrity of the family? No, it's not. Also, you have these these sporting events and these boards, also sometimes the Olympic boards. They very much authorize this stuff. They're okay with it. It's just kind of the norm. And I didn't know that this was the norm for athletes until I saw this documentary about that gymnast. She didn't live with her parents for years. She was with the coach all the time. Talk about mind control and manipulation. Is she a great athlete? Yeah, did she do awesome? For sure. Nailed it every time. But here's the thing. What did she have to sacrifice? Her childhood and her family. That is sick. She can never get those years back. The game, the coach, the medals, those were her family. That is not a family. That is an obsession with sports. See, that's why that really bad sexual stuff happened with that coach or doctor or whatever that was on the team. That's why that happened with all those little girls and those teenagers. Because the parents were not involved. They may not have even lived with their parents hardly at all. Whoever those little girls and those teenagers report to all the time is the person that is going to control whether or not something bad happens to him or not and whether or not if something bad happens to him does it get reported Hardly any of those girls said anything to their parents about what was going on why because they didn't have that relationship with their parents anymore Th- that that paternal relationship was or a parental relationship I should say was between them and their coach and the doctor that was violating them sexually What are they supposed to do? They're their children. I mean, stuff like that should never take place. So needless to say, when you look at all these facts and you look at everything that has been going on, it shouldn't be surprising that there are issues with sexual assault taking place on minors, doping taking place with across the board. from almost every country in the Olympics it is still shocking to me that there are men participating in women's sports or events or athletes like that i just don't get it but at the same time are we really surprised because it's as i've said times past when you allow one type of evil behavior to happen you're opening up pandora's box to all this other stuff because as long as someone can say oh well it's interpretive they can get away with anything whereas if you have black and white yes and no ethics and morals you call out the bad to stop the bad so that way the good can succeed cuz that's how it's supposed to be in sports because that is sportsmanlike conduct All that other stuff we just discussed, none of it is sportsmanlike conduct. And a lot of it is illegal and immoral. 
So I hope and pray that that bad stuff stops taking place and that the Olympics becomes a sport of integrity again. I very much want it to be noble again. Cuz I remember as a little kid watching the Olympics and I thought, "Wow, that's so cool. These people are so talented." And then you find out later they're not as talented as what you think because they're doping, they're lying, they're cheating, they're stealing. But yet if they were to lie, cheat and steal, if they worked for, you know, the federal government, they would go to federal prison. If they lie, cheat and steal, you know, at a place of employment, just regular like in the private sector, they'd either go to the state penitentiary and or go to the federal pen. But for some reason, these athletes, they get away with so much, it's unbelievable. So if they get away with so much, why are we surprised that they think and know they can get away with so much and they don't care to do what is right on a daily basis? See, that's a character flaw. But yet we we put these athletes whether Olympic or NFL or whatever the case may be, we put them on pedestals. They don't deserve to be on a pedestal. Now if they're behaving like that, that is nothing to honor or to promote. You know, and what people don't realize, whatever bad stuff you tolerate is the very thing that will cripple your society and ruin it every single time. And also, If you allow this bad stuff to happen and you just look the other way and think oh it's interpretive then why why are people surprised when young people grow up and they just don't care to do the right thing? Well what kind of example have they had? Not a good one. You know, I think sometimes people forget that once you reach the age of 18 at least here in the United States You are no longer a minor. And whatever you do that breaks the law, you will be tried as an adult. It doesn't matter how cool you are, how much money you have, or how good you are at running, or how good you are at football. The laws of the land are just that. They are the laws of the land. So needless to say, I think more people need to read the Bible. And there may be some people that scoff at that and laugh at that, but I'm like, well, really... You know, we are one country, one nation under God. That's why we have a democracy. That's why we have capitalism. That's why we have freedom. Because those freedoms are given to us by God. But if you practice all this immoral and illegal and really bad behavior, you know what? The ungodly are just that, they're ungodly. So, why are we surprised when this squirrely stuff and this weird stuff happens when ungodly people do ungodly things everything we do in our life should be that of integrity and it should be good and holy no matter what even if you don't get the gold medal the silver medal or the bronze medal everything we do should be of integrity and it should be holy that doesn't mean be a religious nutbag It means just doing what's right on a daily basis. Why? Because that's what we're supposed to do. You know, like for example, no one likes a dirty cop. So if it's not right for a cop to be dirty, then why is it okay for these athletes to be dirty? How come they're making millions and winning these medals and 
you know, traveling all over the world. You know, on this show, we call a spade a spade. If it's not okay for law enforcement to lack integrity, then it's not okay for athletes of any kind to lack integrity. Because if you sell out your integrity, you have nothing. You have nothing. You're basically a sellout, and it's not for something good. So I say, do good, not bad. Do good. Take baby steps towards it. And here's the thing. These people that lie to themselves and just think that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, it will take some time to start behaving in the appropriate manner and to start telling the truth. Because the longer someone lives a lie, the harder it is for them to start walking in the truth because it's a habit. It's a choice. It's a way of living. But it is possible to turn over a new leaf and do it God's way and live a good life. Have honesty, you have integrity, have morals, have values. It never hurts to do the right thing. I will go ahead and end this podcast but as usual until next time. I pray that you're happy happy healthy and whole. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Don't let this world go down without a fight.